Hey everybody, welcome to the Vine Rant. Today it's just uh, Dave and myself. Dave, you're in a good mood today. I'm in a better mood today. Why well, Why is that? What's going on? You had a good weekend? I had a, had a great weekend, man. You know, I, I, I flew to Calgary for a dinner meeting. <laughs> Actually, Edmonton. Sorry, was that? Uh, it was guess, a good. It was a good dinner. Good, good steak. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't steak. <laughs> you know, I flew all the way to Calgary, and the one thing, and this is why the I one asked. thing I asked <laughs> is that we we have good old Canadian American triple gray steak. You know, they got the best steaks in Calgary. Yeah, and and the person who coordinated it was was actually with our partners at Legacy. Uh, they coordinated an Italian restaurant, so I'm having pasta. An Italian restaurant that specializes in in, in fish and seafood, like in, in the middle of Alberta. <laughs> I'm like, this is just wrong. I thought I thought you guys went to Sabor. Yeah, it's pasta. It's Italian. No, isn't Sabor the Portuguese place? Oh no no, so you, you, that was another dinner that I wasn't for that one. That's uh, uh, Hugo, uh, his I, wife Denise yeah, yeah, took yeah, our yeah. our team Kim and, and Trevor. Out so I there. thought because um, yeah. I was going to make a joke about that. I was going to say it's all Hugo's fault, but yeah, it's still it's all <laughs> Hugo's fault. That's the other story. Um, what are we going to talk about today? I know um, what I know what I want to talk about. What do you want to talk about? Because we've been getting calls literally all week. <laughs> New construction. <laughs> Literally all week, right? Jeez. Like, and it's not just one or two clients. It's Even like on the weekend when I was up in Alberta, there was a lot of talk about new construction. It's definitely um, it's a, de- it's a very different market there, obviously, but it's definitely a hot topic for sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people think that new construction, um, it's, always, it, it's, it, it's it's literally a, a guaranteed win. That, that that's that's well, what, I'm sorry, but that's what people literally think. It's think, a guarantee. Wait, wait, wait. I think I think I think we got to rephrase that. I think people think that because they're in the you know the people that we're talking about and is Toronto or Vancouver market where you know prices no, are continuing even, to rise even, even in Alberta. In the suburbs, even no, in the suburbs. no, I know, but I'm saying like in, in in southern Ontario and southern BC, right? Because in Alberta, people look at new construction as an opportunity, not only because. Uh, is there a potential for price increases? Nah, I think they're all playing a little bit on that, so you're probably right on that. But they don't think it's guaranteed. It's just this more of a quality, and they think builders are a little desperate right now. No, no, but Dave, you and I, okay, but Dave, you and I get that. But I'm saying the average individual thinks that pre-construction is a guaranteed win. Yeah, and when it's so, not. So, I mean, and I'm not saying it can be profitable. In it some, can be. In, in some occasions, it can be very, very profitable, right? But Yeah, look, we're not, look, shit, I bought a whole bunch of condos over the years myself, and every single one of them was brand new construction. Right. You know, but I also bought them in an era where developers would sell them, the model used to be they would sell the first 20% of their inventory at a bit of a discount yeah. to try to, you know, this was before the people line up for to buy condos, right? Yeah. And before this, the sales office got so sophisticated, they were out selling out before they even go public. Yeah. So they would they want all the little red stickers, right? So they would try to get some inventory off the shelves, get a little bit of um, 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 awareness in the marketplace that they're that they're that they got this this product out there, yeah. and then they would increase the price to basically be in line with the resale market and then they would do, increase it to a nice hefty profit towards the end of the, the sales cycle. But now I find a lot of developers, excluding Alberta, are selling at a premium right off the hop. No, they're forecast they're forecasting well, what the real estate it's two things is gonna be they're forecasting two years, three years from now. They're forecasting future prices, but they also have a problem that developers have is that construction costs continue to rise. Right. Construction costs well, land in some well. markets, well, beyond just land. Yeah. So actually right now there's a 
land seems to be dropping a little bit in value because of this. But we're seeing a lot of uh, developers where they're coming out to us and some of the developers that we're financing and they're looking at their costs and they're like, costs have gone up as much as 30% in the last two right. years, Definitely. you know? So when you hear about, you know, the risks for, for a person is, okay, well, you're going to invest your capital here and the condo development takes a long time, can be townhomes as well. But you're talking at least two to three years, bare minimum, sometimes five years. But that's assu- and that's assuming nothing happens. Well, and, and something can happen. The right, costs and, go up, and then the the builder cancels the project, and then the media goes in and says, "Oh, the consumer should have been protected." Well, unfortunately, costs rose, and the builder can't build at that price. They're going to go bankrupt if they do so, it. So, so that's one inherited risk. You know, the builder can. You that's know, one inherited up. risk. The, the other one is your life can really, really change. Like if I if I think of my life five six seven years ago, it's very different than what it is today. Yes, sure, I'm sure it is for you too. Well, right? yeah, I think people ask this all the time. It's like, oh, do I qualify for that condo? Okay, you qualify for the condo today, but five years from now, I can't guarantee you're still going to qualify. Well, not just we that, don't know what rules are going to be, so there's always a financing risk. You know that uh, the time comes to close, you're not going to be able. To, you're not going to meet the criteria, and if if values have risen, there's always an exit strategy. Right. But if values haven't risen and you don't have any other assets and you're, you're or, or values down. drop, yeah, you're losing down. Payment. You're you might be without a deposit. Mm-hmm. You might so, lose it. So how, how, I guess, you know, because because how do you get, mitigate that? Well, it's not even <laughs> mitigating because you, you can't, in my opinion. Like, how do you really mitigate? How do you forecast the future? How do you know if three, four or five years from now, even a year from now, you're going to be with your same employer? You know, maybe maybe you're gonna get a promotion, but now it's heavily compensated. Um, like the compensation is variable, yeah. you know, and now you don't have a two-year average. Yeah. Or you know, like what if you know now you had a kid and your maternity leave or paternity leave? Well, like, I think, it's not even just investors; it's just your regular. No, everybody. You know, I'm the end users too. Like we have a case with a client who they were very fortunate. They bought a new construction. But life circumstances have set them, put them in a position where, unfortunately, they had no additional funds to make the rest, the rest of the down payment. Right now, when they bought this thing for under nine hundred thousand dollars, the world was a very different place for CMHC and all that. Mm-hmm. Today, values over over a million bucks. You're getting insured, and all of a sudden, CMHC is like, "We don't want to insure this building." First of all, because we don't like the building. That's a whole other story. Secondly, uh, because the value of the unit, not the purchase price, the value of the unit is so much higher that the client wasn't going to be insured. So the fortunate for the client is the value is like 1.2 million. So we, we did it through a private lender, secured, paid off all their debt, and now we'll refinance them and put them in a traditional A lender as a conventional client. But circumstances, this client was lucky. But what if the value had dropped or stayed stagnant? They well, wouldn't that's, have closed. That's exactly my point. They, they no longer meet the CMHC requirements as far as serviceability goes. Um, so they never would have been able to close. They would have lost their $50,000 in deposits. So, so, you know, I guess this all goes back to, you know, return versus risk, right? Mm-hmm. The, the greater the risk, in theory, the greater the return. Yes. I, I think what's complicated with new construction, and I think you will agree, um, how do you determine the risk? To then define how much return you should be getting, because well, there is a, so many a, that's variables. That's a big question, man. Well, it is a big question, but that's that's literally a conversation that I I have to have with with my clients. I'm sure you do too. It's how do you determine the risk? Because oh, Chris, I'm going to be making this much potentially, and again, it's speculative. It's always speculative, right? Yeah. But but I'm saying okay, well, you're gauging it against what risk? Because you know, I'll give you an example. I had a client bought new construction, and he got transferred from um, his employer here to overseas. Hmm. So now he's non-resident. Now he's non-resident. Yeah. So how do, 
You know, how do yeah. you how do you even assess that risk three, five years from now? I don't know, man. So I, so you know, that being said, new construction could be good for your portfolio if you're well diversified. Yes. But so let's talk about maybe when is it a good idea to buy new construction, in your opinion? When is and it it's a, a loaded load question too. It's a right? loaded question because I think look, people use new construction as an opportunity to maybe buy into something where they don't necessarily have all the savings up front. Correct. Because usually on Correct. the deposit structure, Correct. you're putting in about half of it yeah. in, the, in a short period of time, and then the other half is coming in around the occupancy right. stage. Right. So it gives them a time to save up. Right. So I think in that format, it's a good idea. I think obviously you have to do your due diligence to make sure that you qualify for the mortgage. Yep. Try to get a builder cap and try to get as much confidence and guarantees but as build, possible. No, but wait a second. I know, build, I know, okay. I know. They no, all, no, 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 but let's get into it. They all have exit strategies, no, so they're not, not guaranteed because <laughs> but, they're all, they're all, but, but they conditions up, up the wazoo. Builder, but. But okay, but for the viewer, the builder cap is just guaranteeing you a rate. That's well, really all it's doing. I'm sorry. No, you're right because the, and the rate is like two percent, one percent, one and a half percent higher than yeah, what your current rates about, are. It's not just about the rate. They're also they, it's they're a waste supposed of time. to be. They're supposed to be underwritten. So you're supposed to have financing secured. That's fine. Now we all know underwritten wait, thirty days prior. We so. all know that they have clauses that where they can underwrite. Now there what have been. I've seen a lot of circumstances where the banks honor the fully underwritten commitment that was done years prior. Because they recognize the, the situation in the marketplace, but I also have seen the opposite. But that could be where a market is a little soft. Right. We've seen in Alberta where then lenders are saying, "No, I want to re-underwrite every file now." Sure. Because we don't think that that the market is stable. We've also seen it here in Toronto. We saw it in in 2013 when CIRA decided they're going to go after assignments, mm -hmm. and people don't realize in 2013 people think, "Oh, great year." There was nothing in the radar. Actually, new construction. There were builder sites where people were un trying to unload them. At prices from five years prior. So what? They were just standing because there, CRA, there knock, <laughs> CRA knocked on their door and said, "Hey, you, you were doing assignments, and they got a hold of this from the developers. So they identified everybody who did the assignments, and they went after them. And people were showing up with NOAs. They're like, I owe five hundred grand all of a sudden to CRA, seven hundred fifty thousand. So all of a sudden, there was a massive sell-off. Yeah, and, and you know, and when we see these big sell-offs, there was a huge stress point. When that happened, the bank figured it out what was going on. We had a lot of clients where the banks said, you know what, that guaranteed 36 month rate hold that I did for you and that approval, we want to re-under it now. Because uh, we know that there's a massive sell-off and values <laughs> are dropping. But even if it doesn't, even if you don't credit have a- Credit crisis that happened Even if again. you don't have a massive sell-off, even if you don't have a credit crunch, even, you know, any, like, you know, if I'm lending someone money, my money, mm -hmm. I may give you a commitment three years in advance. Hey, yeah, this, if everything pans out, like, Based on the current circumstances, mm -hmm. I'm going to lend you. But even if everything is perfect and I'm lending you the money, I still want to know if, it, if the circumstances are still current. I mean, that's common sense. I'm yes sorry. And no. But, no. Okay, but what do you look, mean, no? Because like, you're, lending, you're, you're, okay. you're oversimplifying it. Here's the reality. The reality is, if, as, as a bank, if you're financing, here's what typically happens. If you're financing the development, your invested interest is getting well, your money back. But now back we're up. talking about something different. No, no, now, no. Now no. you're assuming that the no. lender's also the financier for the construction. So generally speaking, if a, if a bank's on site, generally, not always, but generally, Correct. they're involved Correct. in the financing. Even if they're not the lead, they're piggybacking on behind right. the deal. So they're involved in the, in the commercial financing. So their big risk is on, the, on that loan. 100%. So a lot of times, they will 
be more aggressive and they'll be more supportive of honoring these old commitments, even if they think there is a small sure. risk that the client may no longer meet the criteria, and they'll honor that deal from three years ago because they're protecting their sure. commercial loan. Yeah. That $7,500 yeah. million dollar loan that There's they have outstanding. Plan. 100%, yeah. but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know, you went to... Your you, branch. Your, your branch or whatever the yeah, case may be. Just some be. random... Like, like, you know... Yeah. It, it, I that mean, means nothing. It means nothing, no. right? So I guess, I guess the only thing you can do, in my opinion, is educate yourself as much as possible and try to understand what your current weaknesses are yeah. and your current strengths. Yes. You, you and, then, and then keep in touch with that every, you know, every year, oh, uh, yeah. every six months to see if anything has changed. Hey, am I still strong? Am I still weak? Is it, because if you understand your strengths and weaknesses then you should be able, in theory, plan. Yeah. Now, maybe you won't take that promotion um, in Japan. You know, maybe... <laughs> well, I think, I think, look, I think the reality, I think the message here is, is, is the same message we, we give to real estate investors all the time, is stress, test, stress test yourself and yes. plan ahead. But right? it's not this is not just for investors, I know. This is for end users as well. Right. So if you're an end user and you buy a new construction condo, it is important that you make sure, first of all, that you understand what your qualifying purchase power is today, right? In line with what you're buying, right. and if you're, and if you decide that you're going to buy something that's outside your purchase power, that's between that's your decision. But you need to understand what your risks are and what you need to do in order to be able to close on this thing. Right. And you should, like you said, on an annual or semi-annual basis, reach yeah. out to your mortgage professional yeah. and say to yeah. them, "Hey, do I still meet the criteria? What has changed in the rules? Yeah. What do I need to do to make sure that I'm not going to have a problem when time yeah. comes to close?" Yeah. And you should do that on a regular basis all the way until yeah. the time of closing. And if that's three years, it's three years. If it's five years, it's five years. But better that and know that, hey, these are my options yeah. and you're moving forward than on the day of closing, finding out that you can't close. But it's also a lot, a lot just smoother. Like, you know, I have clients that have bought three years ago, two years ago. <laughs> and, you know, every six months, they just send a quick email touching base. That's all it we, is. We have five minute conversation. And... I kind of enjoy it. It's part of like my emotional paycheck because I feel like I'm growing with them. You know, like you become almost like a part yeah. of the family. No, but I, I have <laughs> you know, like, the same thing. And they'll send me an email and be like, hey, Dave, I, I was thinking of taking on this new job. What do you think? How's this going to impact yeah, things? Yeah, exactly. You know, and we'll talk about, about how that's going to change and what needs to be done in that job in this world, yeah. what they need to do. Some clients, you know, they want to go self-employed now. And we talk about what yeah. that risk is. Yeah. Again, as long as you know as a customer yeah. where you stand, yeah. you're making informed decisions. That's great. But to just to assume that you're gonna get a mortgage on this five eight hundred thousand dollar condo where you put in you know Excellent. somewhere between fifteen and twenty percent deposits by the time you're all said and done in three five years from now it's I a mean, lot it's a lot of money to put at risk and say well I hope I can close <laughs> well, that's plan the ahead thing, right like right? it's it's all about planning plan ahead, ahead. don't you know, assume just because you're pre-approved today that your pre-approval is still going to be right, valid right, three four right, years from right. now right so. Um, Dave, you know what's funny, man? It's that uh, it's actually nice when you're in a good mood. Like, like, <laughs> like it, it's a more meaningful conversation. You know, you, you say more than yes and no. You actually no. I'm you know, always in a good mood. You should you should fly to Calgary every weekend. <laughs> it's because you it's, you know what it is. I think it's because you was not here. <laughs> That's why I'm in a good mood. Hey Hugo, we miss you, buddy. <laughs> and maybe not. <laughs> anyway, that was it for today. Have a good day, guys, and keep in touch. Thanks. Cheers. <laughs>